0: Welcome to the Labcast by IAOA with your host, Captain Dave Jackson.
1: Good morning, Collabcast listeners. Hey, 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 this is Dave Jackson, Captain Dave to a lot of you, coming to you from very sunny Hendersonville, Tennessee, part of Nashville. Today it's beautiful out. Uh, We're recording this today with one of our longtime IOA members, Mrs. Susan Shaw from Hearst, Texas. Susan, welcome to the program.
0: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
1: Thank you for joining us. So um, you are from Hearst, Texas. You're there now. And from what I read, you are a lifelong resident of Hearst, Texas. Is that correct?
0: I am. My my parents moved there. Actually, in the house my mom still lived when I was about six months old. So. Um, oh, my goodness. My office is still in Hearst. I live just a little bit away. But yeah, I'm, I'm, this is my area. I've always yeah. I've been here my whole life, really.
1: Very nice. So entrenched in the community, I'm sure. Nice. So uh, for those that don't know, roughly about where is Hearst located?
0: It's going to be uh, like, like backs up to Fort Worth. So part of it's Hearst and it's kind of a, it's called the mid cities area. And we're just, Mm -hmm. it's three little towns, Hearst, Ulysses, Bedford. So we're in, uh, the larger area would be Dallas, Fort Worth, but we're really on the Fort Worth side. very
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, good. So, all right. So before we get into the non-sexy insurance stuff, which is for some people, but most of the people here are insurance folks, you know, who are listening. So, um, Let's hear a little bit about you personally. So, grew up in that area, born and raised. And so, then obviously went to high school there and college as well.
0: No, I went to uh, a small private Howard Payne University down in Brownwood, Texas, about three hours from here. Oh, okay.
1: Still pretty close to home. It is, yeah. Far enough away that you can come home on the weekends, but don't have to, you know, go back and forth every day. So, yeah. All right, very good. So Shaw Insurance Agency, you and your husband Howard started this together as a couple, correct?
0: Close. My, you acquired an agency. We acquired but it was very, very small. My my father actually started it in 1982. Not oh. kind of not even um, not even a plan because he was he owned a real estate company. And okay. so he was a realtor, but my parents had Germania, which is just a Texas um, mm-hmm. only carrier. But yep. that's who they had, and so Germania reached out to my father in 1982 and asked if he would be willing to open a local chapter. And so, since he you know believed in the company, he did. But he never he never really enjoyed that, um, and so he really enjoyed. The real estate. He enjoyed writing and teaching. And so that's really where he, his passion was. Um, whenever he became ill, then uh, my father's office manager took over the real estate part and my mother took over the insurance with Germania and it was Germania home only. And so she ran it for a few years, you know, by herself and uh, never, w- never wanted to do anything more, but she did enjoy that. And so in 2000, Howard and I had the opportunity to purchase it from her. And at the time, again, it was just Germania home-only, very, very small. Mm-hmm. But I can't really say we started absolutely from scratch, but it was pretty darn close. <laughs>
1: it had to be if it's one line only with only one exactly. carrier. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it can't... was pretty
0: scratch. but
1: yeah. yeah. Well, good for you. So prior to the insurance world, weren't you in r- real estate yourself?
0: I was. Yeah. I grew up in a real estate home family mm-hmm. and so that was really what what I knew. So um, everything I really did uh, as an adult in my professional life revolved around it. I worked in the title business uh, for a number of years and then I sold real estate. And mm-hmm. so whenever we decided to take this uh, this leap, Howard had uh, owned a, been a general contractor and owned a general contracting company for about 17 years and then he sold real estate for about six. So we really felt like um that we would be better agents because we saw the whole the whole forest, you know, we saw the whole pie and not just right, our little right. piece. And so we were able to uh talk about the whole experience with expertise and not just the insurance piece and, and how it applies to each of the other. So uh mm-hmm. we took what we already knew and and kind of grew it from there. So
1: here's a curiosity question. Um, based on what you just told me, so if your mother had not had this small Germania homeowner book, mm-hmm. would you and Howard have considered insurance
0: mm-hmm. as
1: with an agency as a career? No,
0: I loved real estate. Uh, yeah, I loved it, and it was I loved the challenge of it. And I did have my life license though at the time, so I mm-hmm. I had dipped my toe in, gotcha. and so I did have my life license. So I guess I have to say it's it's probably a possibility. But it it wasn't because I thought it was going to be exciting that I would have thought about it. Probably it would have only been because it is, it's a, a business that you can build and with the renewals. Whereas real estate, it's very transactional and I'm a relationship person. So mm-hmm. that part of it would have appealed to me. But I can't say 100%. We weren't just dying to get in and open an agency if we had not had the opportunity to purchase it.
1: Right. Almost everybody I talk to, and on this podcast, but also in in the insurance world, nobody says I intentionally went to high Mm -hmm. school, got college, got an education to enter the insurance industry. Almost no one does. So, for the most part, most people stumble into it. You kind of did, I guess, in a way. I did. I
0: did. And yet, now I can't imagine doing something else. I know.
1: Isn't that true? 44 years for me on Sunday, it'll be my 44th anniversary in the industry, only industry I've known. And uh, I can't imagine of working in any other industry. Mm, Yeah, It's, it's so gratifying. Uh, you get to help people. You get to build so many great relationships. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of uh, about why I like IOA. There's been so many great relationships there built uh, within our group. We're almost ten years old in January. We'll be celebrate Gosh, ten years. It's going so, by fast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah really so fast. back to your agency. Yeah. So you and Howard, I know our listeners are really going to be interested to hear the answer to this question. Uh, not everyone can work in business with their spouse. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, I never did. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't just because we couldn't, we just different careers and different mm-hmm. paths and that's the way it worked. But what makes it work for you and Howard to be able to live together, be married and work together?
0: We have worked together for so long, we worked together before we ever bought the agency. So mm-hmm. we were used to it and um, and we always enjoyed it. But really what makes it work for us is we have very different jobs within the agency. So mm-hmm. you know, he's got his his job and what he takes care of. I have mine. And so um, I'm gone a lot for meetings or networking or different events. And he just kind of stays here and takes care of everything. And uh, he wears a lot of different hats. And so, you know, he loves it whenever I walk in and tell him I need maintenance department now. So he wears a lot of different hats. <laughs> sure. It works for us. I totally understand that it wouldn't work for a lot of people, but you know he's, he's got his office at the end, other end of the office of the building and um, we have very different jobs. So for us, it works great.
1: Um, so that bodes a question. How did you divide up those responsibilities? He does his, you do yours. how did you figure that out?
0: I am not a maintenance person. So that one was easy. You got that automatically (laughs) and it was kind of like whatever uh, worked to our strengths. And so, um, accounting, bookkeeping, you know, all of that is really, you know, he's good at that. He enjoys Mm -hmm. it. To me, I would not enjoy that at all. And then the commercial side, because as a general contractor, he was used to dealing, Mm -hmm. you know, with insurance for the commercial portion. And, um, again, with me selling real estate, then I was used to dealing more on the residential side and networking and, and marketing is certainly more um, in my wheelhouse than it is in Howard's. So we just tried to divide it up as far as it the way it made sense for us. Uh, we built it. Neither one of us worked for another agency. That's kind of funny because most people worked for an agency before they you know, Dart started the road. Yeah. We yeah. didn't. And we just kind of built it. We figured um, we built it as far as the way it made sense to us. And we built it for the agency that, or the agent that we would want for ourselves. And the way we looked at it is we knew all the surrounding other industries and we already knew how to market ourselves. We just needed to learn the business, the insurance part. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of was our experience. You know we didn't anticipate it really ahead of time too long you know it wasn't something that we dreamed of doing together before but right right that's no, been great yeah
1: you did kind of stumble into it so yeah, we did but you saw it coming right with your mother and and that germania yes and
0: you know my mother she's 87 years old now and mm-hmm. you know at the time 23 years ago um she didn't want to learn. She wanted not want a computer. She didn't want to have to learn. And Germania was, you know, saying, well, they wanted everybody online and everything. And at the time I was living, I did live in Virginia beach for a few years. And so at the time, you know, I wanted to come back home. And so that was really the, the opportunity, but, um, and she was going to stay just a few months for us to get, you know, get her feet wet. And that ended up being probably 12, 15 years. So okay. and it was great. So I actually worked with my husband wow. and my mom. And and I think that's more of a testament to Howard than it is myself. But he could work <laughs> with his wife and his mother-in-law. But they you know. have a really special relationship. And so that was kind of a um that was kind of a neat thing for us.
1: Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So for those that don't know, uh give me kind of a a snapshot of your agency. So your agency now is what, 23 years old? Mm -hmm. Um, You basically started from scratch, Mm -hmm. uh, had a small single carrier homeowner Mm -hmm. book to begin with. That kind of got you off the ground. But for the most part, you needed, obviously, other carrier appointments. So um, let's start with uh split of business, personal versus commercial. What's your mix of business? 65, in your agency?
0: 35, 65 personal.
1: Okay. So mm-hmm. that's a little more heavy on commercial. There's a ton of agencies out there 80, mm-hmm. 20 or somewhere close to that, but you're mm-hmm. a little more on the commercial side. My guess is more because of Howard's influence.
0: It um, is. And it's by design, but when, you know, whenever I'm out networking, then a lot of times, you know, those people own businesses. So mm-hmm. I have their personal and their commercial. Right. And so it, you know, Howard's strength, but also results of being out in the community. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, that's
0: about our split right now.
1: So, majority of your business is placed with how many carriers would you say?
0: The majority is going to be top heavy with three, four.
1: Yeah, yeah that's what mine was three. Yeah. After the top three, it dropped way down. It and does. It really disease. does. So is Germania still one of those?
0: Funny you should ask. It is, but um it is currently, we'll put yeah, it that way. Until
1: the news just a couple of weeks ago, yeah.
0: Oh, I yeah. wasn't expecting that at all. So, Weren't that you? Kind of,
1: didn't see it coming.
0: No, didn't see it coming. Kind of rocked the boat a little bit. So, you know, our number 2 and 3 I'm needing to add another, you know, another solid one so I'm I'm currently looking there it will be fine and I've you know mm-hmm. talked with, staff has, has uh, talked about this extensively and I want to make sure that I keep them informed on that because I think mm-hmm. the worst thing would be to keep your staff in the um in the dark on it and For that's sure. when fear you know and our imagination can run wild so I don't yeah. want that. So when it happened uh we were we were told that a mass email would be going out, uh, an email blast to the agents, and I did not want them to find that out by email. So luckily, I re- did receive a phone call from my marketing director prior to that, just by a little bit of time. But at least it gave me uh, time to, for me to go and talk to the agents and tell them about it rather than rather than hearing it uh, or seeing it rather on, on an email blast. I just right, didn't think right. that that was the right way to do it and i certainly didn't want my team to be impacted that way right. um I could have used a little more time to uh, digest it a little more but
1: develop a plan of action moving yeah. forward and so, yeah
0: and i just said i you know i don't know right now but you know we'll be fine and since then we've had you know meetings about it and and they know what we're working on and so um yeah it was a surprise for sure
1: yeah so for those that don't know who are listening, uh, what Susan is talking about is uh, single state only Germania insurance uh, is a very um, prominent carrier in the state of Texas, uh, but they're only in Texas uh, and they made an announcement. N- they're not the only one around. There have right. been big national carriers that made the same announcements, but that is that they are halting new business production. Mm-hmm. They're not, Uh, obviously, like almost every carrier, their renewal uh, rate increases are significant, and that's a challenge in and of itself, but they're not allowing, at least they're pausing is the word. They're pausing new business production. In other words, they're not taking on new business policies at this time. So did they give you any indication as to when that would resume?
0: No, it was indefinitely is what we were told. Mm -hmm. And they did tell us, you know, no new business. We could write um, commercial through our GGA and mm-hmm. we could write life. But mm-hmm. the carriers that we had through the that Germania had through their GGA, we already had direct appointments with them. So that mm-hmm. one, that part didn't help us. And, you know, so I can write life with them. But since then, they've also come out and said that uh, we're not going to be writing commercial through the GGA. So they have oh. they have uh, given us a list of a few Uh, other carriers that we can write through their personal GGA, uh, which I have to tell you, I didn't even know they had that until this email came out because I only Mm -hmm. thought it had the the commercial, but the ones that that were options I already have direct anyway. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole thing was kind of a surprise and uh, to a lot of people, but we are, they they are saying at least through the end of of this year and then renewals will be at, 2% clause one, except for 15 counties, which of course I'm in, and those are going to 3%. And so that's going to, you know, that's going to take a hit too, but you know, a lot of it's just going to be education and reaching out to our clients. I'm working on, um, you know, letters right now and doing a video to email to them and phone calls. So it's going to be about education, um, and, and setting the expectations, and I don't want them blindsided. It doesn't feel good when you when you no. get blindsided. So, right. you know, we want to do really everything that we can to avoid that for our insureds. And Germania is on my home too. So, you know, I feel their pain. I understand it. Uh, I understand it from a business standpoint when you do what you really have to do. But I also understand it from a consumer standpoint. And I try really hard to base my my reactions and my decisions, based on from the consumer side, you know, because um, I we we see I see these people at the grocery store, they're friends, you know, and, and so I, I never want to lose sight of the fact that I have to keep that hat on, but I have to be able to explain it to them from the carrier side, and so some of it is kind of a balance, uh, and we all know that we're all having to to face different levels of it you know florida and california have been really hit mm-hmm. so hard as well right. um so we're all trying to find that that fine line to walk and um you know we we'll, it'll all settle out at some point um but it'll be a little time
1: mm-hmm. so what susan's talking about and i've talked about with a lot of it, i guess on collabcast recently is this hard market that we're in the middle of so you've been at this 23 years Hardest market or toughest market you've seen so far?
0: It is. We had a little bit, we had a a little glimpse of this back probably 2003, 2004, when we had Dripping Springs Black Mold. Mm-hmm. And so there were a lot of carriers that didn't necessarily leave, but um, they would either, you know, they would give you a, a quota of how many you could write that month. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we were you know, scrambling a little bit at that time, but we still had our carriers that we could write with in Germania. We, you know, we were able to write and, um, they were a little more lenient on the numbers that they would allow us to write than. So it wasn't shut down then. So this is the hardest, but we did, you know, have a little bump back then.
1: So curious in your area, I know it can vary because Texas is a very big state, and it can vary depending on almost any county you're in or city you're in, as to the climate, the insurance climate as it mm-hmm. is today. But where your marketing and where your clientele basically are based, what are you seeing? Uh, oh, let's say average across the board in terms of increases on personal, let's say auto and home and the, the others. What? How much? Eighty. Eight zero. Eighty. Eighty percent. Isn't that something? So that's why we say this is the hardest market I've ever seen. We haven't seen 80% increases by carriers. Yep, we're seeing it.
0: In my forty-four years. Because the uh, renewals uh, for Germania specific will start the um, 2% and 3% rollout with renewals beginning in September. Well, Mm. so it's July. We've already seen the first several ones, you know, come up. And Mm. so um, in addition... You know, so it's jumping to a three percent, but they're still getting a rate increase. But it's just it's minimized because of the three percent, you know. But they've still that's on top of the eighty that that we already had seen. Mm-hmm. So,
1: so when you say three percent, you're talking about their deductible.
0: Yeah, deductible. I'm sorry, three yeah, yeah, yeah. percent uh, clause one deductible.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. We're in such a hail-prone area mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I see they had to do something. I'm not not you know thrilled about the three percent right now, but mm-hmm. um, but I certainly understand that. Fifteen counties is a lot, though. So when mm-hmm. you look at fifteen counties in our area, there's also other restrictions down, of course, um, Houston and and the coast coastal area. But that's just the three percent up in in our North Texas area.
1: So. This might be a hard question. You can answer it or not, however you wish. With this kind of a hard market, does it make you start to talk strategy about how we realign with different carriers? Like, am I looking to, are you looking to move business from carrier A to carrier B? Or are you just going to wait it all out till we get past this? What's your strategy look
0: like? Well, I'm not a person that, I'm not gonna do a book roll. I Because I, 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 my philosophy is if you're gonna roll a book to someone, you're gonna roll it right back out when the next thing comes. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I don't wanna do that. Uh, Will the, um, will someone else rise to the top as being my number one carrier? Yes, it has to. Mm -hmm. And what we'll do is we'll be looking at at each policy individually and really trying to, um, because for some people, it makes sense to stay, even with the higher deductible. But you have to know your clients and you have to know what their pain point is and you have to know what's important to them. And so for someone who's had um, a lot of water damage in the past, the the fact that Germania will cover sudden and accidental water up to the level of the coverage A is a big deal. So that's great coverage. So for someone else, that may be, the most important thing. So it's really going to be reaching out and having those hard conversations, having them ahead of time, again, going back to, I don't want them blindsided. Mm-hmm. And so some of them will move. Some of them, um, yeah, I'd rather move them to another carrier within my agency than lose them all together. Of course. For sure. So, uh, you know, the strategy, I'm, I'm still looking to bring on another strong home and auto carrier to, mm-hmm. uh, Change my top three and four, you know, Mm -hmm. to add to that. Um, I have to, and then I'll continue to, um, just have the conversations with people and some will stay. We'll have some that'll leave and be think that, you know, Susan, how could you, how, why why did you do this? And we all know that we get those clients that think that we are personally sitting there with a calculator trying to increase their rates. But, um, we, we understand we're going to lose some clients and, um, while I don't like it, I have to understand that and, mm-hmm. and respect their that. And then we'll just work on winning them back down the road. But, yeah, there's going to be other carriers that rise to number one in our agency. It has to.
1: So I'm going to back up just a bit um, mm-hmm. to the makeup of your agency. So 65-35 split, 65% of your business is personal mm-hmm. lines, 35% is commercial lines. Um, how many employees and just one law office location?
0: We just have one location. Uh, We are starting to press harder on commercial. So, um, you know, we've got plans and have already kind of implemented plans to grow the commercial uh, to kind of balance that out and help, you know, ride through this. Um, I've got, there's 10 of us all together. Um, So, you know, a couple of uh, assistants that are not, not licensed. Uh, that kind of assist me and and the, the rest of the office in different non-licensed uh, I don't have any vas I, I everybody is here in person um, in the agency so um, that makes
1: sense for your model because I call you your agency what I call a community agency mm-hmm. you are you know that makes no that's no surprise at all it makes complete sense you and your husband are a, Longtime community residents. You know, you've grown up, people have known, um, met you, and known you for years and years. And then you started a business 23 years ago, and you've been in business 23 years, and you're entrenched in, in the local community. So it me- makes total sense that uh, your clientele are more apt to want to deal with Susie behind the desk and yeah. walk in or call her. Um, rather than Susie remote in another country or another state. So I understand why you would do that. Um, Mm -hmm. Plus you're providing a job for, Mm -hmm. you know, a local, presumably a local resident. And so, you know, all that adds up to being a family oriented business in a local community. And if that, that works perfectly for you, I could see that, especially with your real estate background. Like you said, Mm -hmm. you're all about the relationships and Mm -hmm. getting to know people. And you said two things during all of that. First off, you said, we need to educate, especially during this time, we need to educate our clientele because they have more questions probably than ever, you Mm -hmm. know, about their own personal insurance or commercial insurance And so now you've got to educate them, let them know overall, you know, you know, we've all heard it. My rates go up. I had no claims, no tickets, no accidents. And my rates just keep going up Uh, on the on the opposite side. My rates go way, way up. And I've only had four claims, you know, in the last year. And that's what it's for, you know, so I use it. So there's all of those scenarios that we hear. So it's educating people and, and helping them understand how an insurance policy works. Where does your premium go when you pay it monthly or every year or how often? And what is it used for? You know, where does it go? What's it used for? And so, you know, the folks, the the person who has a $100,000 home loss didn't pay $100,000 in premium, but boy, he sure wants that claim check to pay for his repairs. You know, when his water his uh house fills with water because of plumbing issues or in real you know covered insurance claim. So you know, we all have to go through that. It's interesting because insurance is such a product, and it's just me, you know, philosophizing here. Uh insurance is such a product that people, number one, they don't understand. It's a legal lease contract. They can't they can't understand if they try to read it, uh, the actual policy. And we do. I mean, that's part of our job. We learn that when we go through licensing on day one. So you have to understand the contract and what it means and what it says. And so that you can, you know, uh, explain that to your clientele because 99.9% of them are not going to get it. They're not going to understand it. Some will understand deductibles, some will understand limits of liability, some of yeah. that. But for the most part, there's so many aspects to a contract that they just, and you can't blame them. So that's why they need a trusted agent to be able to help them in the time of need or at the time that their bill comes in. Oh my gosh, I got an 80% renewal increase. Uh, what is going on? Nobody's ever seen that. But the funny thing is about this hard market, it's not just one carrier, it's all carriers. So you could, you know, make your phone calls, call the agent across the street or down the road. It's going to be the same. You know, right. you, I mean, let them experience that for themselves. But, you know, you want to tell them that besides as an independent, I represent multiple carriers. So I'm doing that for you. Right. And I will find one who maybe has a better rate, maybe, but the likelihood is not that that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. So you're going to get basically, I hate to use the word less coverage, but you're going to have a higher deductible mm-hmm. than you had before. And then you're going to pay more for it. So you'd pay, instead of 80, you'd pay 120% increase if you kept your deductible the same. So there's some offset. So here I am just ranting away, sort of, because this hard market that we're in is giving us as agents, number one, some people look at it as like a doom and gloom, you know? My clients are unhappy. My staff's unhappy. It's an unfortunate situation that I don't feel like we have a lot of control over, but yet you do. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity. A ton of opportunity. It now is. you get to know your clientele better than they ever have. Right. If you if you take that, you know, that tactic, and I think most should, and probably most do, just like you said, we get to know our clientele. We're getting to know them now. I'm putting together emails. I'm putting together videos to explain this to them. I love that you do video because there's mm-hmm. so many people that won't go on camera. But when you do that, it just instills such a much higher level of trust mm-hmm. because you, you it's like you're coming into their home. Exactly. You know, and they hear phone. it in my
0: voice, in my tone. So yes, they, exactly. You know, um, it's just more personal. And that's one thing that we're, we've always tried to be, you know, have a personal relationship. You know, it's funny. I have my first grade Sunday school teacher insured. That's pretty cool.
1: You yeah. Know, when you yeah. talk about
0: being in the community. It is my mm-hmm. community. And I feel like I... I um, I can't hide behind, you know, the office or the desk or, you know, I, I have to be out there and I have to contact them. And so and there is a lot of opportunity. And it is a time that I can I can certainly understand agents uh, being apprehensive, uh, being scared. And um, but it's, you know, we can't control that. We can control how we react to it and how we move forward. but what good would it do my clients? What good would it do my team if my whole attitude was doom and gloom? And, you know, that wouldn't inspire confidence in anyone, not my team and and not my insurance either. So, um, that's not a good strategy in my book. So yeah,
1: good for you. you. I applaud you for that. Yeah. So, um, I saw on your website, your agency website, uh-huh. a picture of your office. It looks like a very nice home. Thank you. How did that? How did that come to be? I, well, let me ask you: How did that come to be? But do you own, or is that your own property?
0: No, that's yeah. It's our it's our building. It's okay. our building, um, and
1: it looks like a home. Like it looks just like a home. It's kind of it's yeah. very cool, and you've got undercover parking and. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool. Did you build that or was it existing?
0: No, we did a lot of work to it. We had um, one office in Hearst and then we built a, a new office in Southlake. And I, I don't know, I just did not like that office. And so I stayed at the old office, Howard and commercial moved over to the other one and I just never liked it. And a lot of it was still emotional attachment to the first building because it was my father's old office. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and so a lot of that I know was emotional attachment and, and yet I couldn't, you know, so I told Howard, I know we have this other new office, but I'm not moving there. So let's look for something else. So we knew a corridor that we wanted to be in. And this came available, and it was a custom home builder. It was his office, and he had it as two separate offices. And so we um, kept our other offices and did a whole lot of uh, remodeling and re, uh, to it to open it back up into one and move some plates, some doors, and move some things around. And where they had a little, you know, dinky break room, we have a very nice kitchen with you know everything in it, you know. Um, You know, regular oven, dishwasher, microwave, um, refrigerator, you know, full size everything. So we'll cook Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving dinner here because it's we have a full, fully functioning, large kitchen. But um, and then we just kind of all we moved here. So we do love it. And it's it's got, you know, pretty nice finish out that matches the outside of the building. So we've yeah. been happy here. It's it's a good fit for us.
1: I could easily see that. I'm sure your clientele, your clients who come to visit you, love it too because it looks yeah. very inviting. Yes, uh, thank it looks you. like they're just walking into someone's home, and that's yeah. a really cool feel. Yeah,
0: so, yeah we've, we've been told that that it just they they like yeah. coming in. It feels very uh, warm and welcoming, and so you know. And for my team, we spend a lot of time here. I want it to be a yeah. comfortable place for them and I want it to be a place that they're proud to come to um, and not just a, you know, I don't know I want it to be something special and I think it
1: yeah. is. Cool, good for you so also on your um, LinkedIn profile you call yourself a volunteer junkie <laughs> uh, what does that mean to those who don't know?
0: Well being involved in my community I, I sit on I think probably seven boards right now. Mm-hmm. Um, president of my Rotary Club, uh, chairman of the board of a, another large nonprofit and sit on several other, uh, like I said, about seven boards right now. They're all nonprofits that I'm very passionate about. And so I believe in giving back to my community. I believe that it's the community I grew up in. Um, it's the community that really has given me everything Um that's given me everything. And so I believe that that I'm called to give back. And so whether that's, you know, serving in the food pantry or serving on the the education foundation board where I have the opportunity to affect the school district that I grew up in. I mean that's a you know pretty cool opportunity I think. And so and it's also a responsibility that to have thousands of students that, you know, we get to have a play a part in how their education goes. And so I just believe in giving back to the community. I'm a big supporter of our HEB chamber, which Hurst, Ulysses Bedford, I told you about the mid cities and the the three cities together. Mm-hmm. So I uh, currently serve on the executive board there and past chairman. So I just kind of laughingly, you know, I have a couple of friends that say, you need to learn how to say no. And uh, <laughs> I'm not real good at that. Mm-hmm. I, I keep thinking when someone will ask me, I'll be like, I can do that. And so, um, That's why I put volunteer junkie. The
1: the beauty of it is my impression is that you do it because you love doing it. It has nothing to do with anything in, you know, a return, uh, insurance wise or anything to do with, you just do it because that's your passion.
0: Yeah. I'm not going to get a lot of clients from the people I serve at the food pantry, you know, so it is, it's, um, it's. I'm not involved in anything that that I don't that doesn't truly tug at my heart. I did have someone come in the other day, and they were asking me. They're building a new uh, fine arts facility, and they were asking me about it. And they they asked me, you know, if I would be interested in serving on that board. And, and quite honestly, I said I'm not. You know, I appreciate it. I'll I'll buy tickets. I'll come see things. But there's nothing about it that pulls at my heart. And so it's a heart issue as far Mm -hmm. as where I serve. Um, Business does come from it. I'm not going to lie. Business, you know, does come from it, but that's never been the purpose. And I don't discuss it. It's like, it has to be someone that comes to me specifically and asks me, otherwise it would never even be brought up. That's not.
1: It's it's um, genuine and organic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to ask you about one in particular. Um, Goals for bowls this is one that you started with your daughter.
0: Yes, in fact, before our before our, we got on uh, for our podcast today, I had was on a zoom meeting this morning with um, some people in Uganda, and so I had someone from Arizona, three people from Uganda, and then Sarah and I um, so we'll be heading to Uganda in uh, just a couple more weeks. but goals with goals for bowls. And so that is our uh, my daughter and I's nonprofit. And when we go to Uganda, that'll be our 10th uh, mission trip. And she played soccer all of her life, played played for Texas A&M. And again, we've talked about food pantries. Sarah uh, has volunteered at food pantries with me for, you know, I've been there for 15 years. And so this will be it. So we take soccer balls. And, and our, our goal is we may add some other things in depending on because each trip is different. But the three things that are always going to be the same is soccer balls, food, and the gospel. And that's that's what we do. And so when we go to Uganda, we were talking and there's these, they have children's homes. And the way they've done it is it's not institutional style. And so there's actually like 3,000 children that we'll be working with in the orphanage, uh, this orphanage there, or children's uh-huh. home. Wow. So to date, we've provided about eighty five thousand meals, and, and this will put us over a hundred thousand that uh, meals that we've provided for for children. That's
1: incredible.
0: And so, um, yeah, it's just something that Sarah and I are both very passionate about, and uh, we we do have the soccer balls, and we do sell those, but those are a one for one in you know, one in one out as far as like. Tom's Shoes, you know, when someone buys a pair of shoes, Tom's Shoes gives another pair. And that's what we do with our soccer balls. As far as the food's concerned, um, that's straight donations. And Sarah and I pay all of our own travel, all of our own expenses. So, you know, I have the agency. She works for JP Morgan. We fund all of our own expenses so that we can really say that 100% donations goes to food which is how we've been able to to provide so many meals and so we buy the food in country so that we're paying into their local economy we're supporting whatever missionary that is you know working there and we're providing things most importantly things that that is their diet you know because we mm-hmm. want to provide sure. those staples yeah. and uh, not going to be buying ice cream and you mm-hmm. know birthday cake and junk food we're we're providing staples so that it can feed them for an extended period of time and uh, so we love doing that and so we were planning our grocery list and our how we were going to shop and all of that in our meeting this morning
1: That's very cool kudos to you that's Thank such you. a noble cause i mean gosh i can't imagine trying to you know reaching out to to a country or a group of individuals halfway across the world mm-hmm. to provide them meals i mean yeah. That's just an incredible accomplishment. You need to be very, very proud of what you're doing.
0: Thank you. You know, it's funny. Some of these kids um, in these orphanages or children's homes, we were in one in Ghana, in and, and, um, Kamasi, Ghana. And those children in that, in that orphanage, they got meat twice a year. Mm-hmm. Chicken twice a year. You know, so wow. we came and we cooked the food. And so, you know, a lot of times if we're able to, you know, we'll cook the food and, and then we leave food for, you know, for them for future use. But um mm-hmm. I tell you, when I buy chicken at the grocery store, I buy the pizzas that I want. And there I had a machete and I was, ch- I don't even think any of the pieces were recognizable by the time I got through with them. But I wow. chopped up chicken with a machete and, and uh, washed it in a blue plastic tub with a, outside hand pump for the water and and then cooked it in a fire in a big pot literally over fire outside. And mm-hmm. so but that was how they cook every day. I mean, right. not the chicken part, but that's how they cook every day is on an outside fire in a big pot. So, um mm. you know I can't say that I've cooked chicken like that since then, <laughs> but <laughs> we try to be as immersed as we can. And you can't act shocked because that's their everyday life. So you can't go and act surprised or horrified or shocked um, because that is their life. Right.
1: Wow. That's crazy. Cool story. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. I want to shift gears just a little bit before we wrap up. Um, So uh, a little bit about IOA. So Mm -hmm. you've been a member of our group. For some time, for those that are listening and for some crazy reason you don't know, IOA is a group of independent insurance agency owners. That's what it stands for. uh, Located throughout the United States and Canada. And um, in uh, this coming January, our group will be, IOA will be 10 years old. I'm the original founder of the group. And the mission was to share and collaborate selfishly I'm sorry selflessly and uh, innovate and so collaboration has been key been number one uh, because it's not none of it's because of what I did it's all because of our 9,000 plus now members Uh, we'll probably hit 10,000 before members before we reach 10 years old it's a very cool thing and I didn't start it with any kind of growth goal or had nothing to do with numbers is completely by accident, because I wanted to get my own questions as an independent, new independent agency owner answered selfishly. And um, that's why I started the group. We're a f- social media based group on Facebook, private group. Um, but along the way, we created a partnership program with vendors. We started a conference this coming October will be in Chicago for our ninth annual conference. Innovation is the name of our conference. And one of the unique things that you don't see in our industry, I don't think at all, other than our group, is that everybody who steps on stage to speak and make a presentation is a peer. It's a, cur- it's a current IAOA member. And they come and they do it selflessly. By coming at no cost, they don't, we don't pay them. So they basically volunteer. We do give them a no-cost ticket to come. But other than that, they pay their own expenses, travel. Um, we do provide a few meals. Uh, and they come and they share some aspect of what they're doing in their agency that's making them successful. And so our attendance grows year over year because our attendees who are only IOA members, we don't make our uh, conference available to the general insurance public. Uh, You must be an IOA member to attend, to present. And other than that, we have an exhibit hall full of of sponsors and partners who want to talk to our, our attendees. But other than that, that's it. We don't have outsiders other than IOA members. And so the community, it's a really tight knit community. And so Susan was one of the ones we asked this year to present at Innovation in October in Chicago. So I want you to give our listeners just a bit of a glimpse of a heads up of what you intend to speak about this year at Innovation.
0: Sure. Uh, and thank you. I am really excited about about the opportunity. So thank you very much for giving oh, me no, that opportunity. But thanks
1: goes to you. And
0: whenever you asked us to kind of send several topics of what we might mm-hmm. be interested on, I sent several, and and then you kind of, knowing what the other speakers were talking about, mm-hmm. maybe suggested this one might be better than the others, which was my favorite anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe it won't come to a surprise to anyone after watching this and knowing me a little bit is I'm going to talk about community, community in you. And why does it matter?
1: Nobody does it better. Yeah. So
0: I am so excited. I've been working on it and, um, and it might not be exactly what you think it is. So um, I want to look at it from a couple of different angles, but um, we'll be talking about community and what that really means. And um, so I'm excited about that. And again, I, I'm so excited about the opportunity that uh, it's going to be great. I can't wait to hear cool. all the other speakers. The lineup is fantastic. It and is. So I'm looking forward to it very much.
1: Cool. Thank you. So, Susan's not going to spill all the beans. If you want to nope. hear all the beans, <laughs> you need to get your ticket if you're an IOE member to yep. Innovation Chicago. Uh, and just the, for those of you who are listening and are on the fence, uh don't 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 let the price increase on august 1st catch you that's just a couple of weeks off so get your ticket on july 31st or before so you don't have to pay that additional cost now if you need to wait because you're not sure if you can make it that's fine and we do have a lot of people who do that but if you know you're coming pay the lower price july 31st Uh, to attend and that's at ioe.com. i won't give you all the rest of it you can find innovation in chicago easily easily on our website so go there get your ticket book your room and uh, come listen to susan and 17 other presenters all peer-to-peer presentations i know our presenters come and they're like they're excited to present but they're just as excited to listen to everybody else talk about all the topics. It would, like you said, all of our presenters are listed on our website, the lineup and the years of experience in insurance agency ownership is just Mm -hmm. tremendous. Uh, We have 200 years of insurance agency owner experience collectively of our 17 presenters. And Susan, you're just one of them. So we look forward to seeing you. Hopefully Howard will be joining you and see you in Chicago. And uh, we'll have another great time. Friday night, we have a fun casino night and a Roaring Twenties party. That's going to be a blast. And so for those of you, again, who are listening, get your ticket before. uh, You can go up till October 1st, but don't wait that long. Do it before July 31st if you know you're coming and miss the uh, price increase. So.
0: Well, I love. There's a, a really huge variety of topics.
1: They are. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like
0: I don't know of any speaker that I was looking at their topic that that we're not going to learn from. And right. so, whether you're new in the industry or you've been in it 25, 35, 40 years, you're going to pick up great information uh, right. from that lineup. Like I said, they're you know it's a it's a wide range of topics, and mm-hmm. so uh, I, it's going to be really exciting.
1: For sure. And yeah. every year we have people say, Oh my gosh, 17 different presenters, 17 different topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to take all 17 home on Monday and say, Okay, we're imp- implementing 17 new things. No, that's not going to happen. You're going to choose two, three, you know, uh, core ones that you really want to focus on and start to implement those uh, early after the conference. And then the rest of them may be down the road, but you don't, you'll don't. you be overwhelmed like drinking from a fire hose if you try to take it all in and think, I'm going to implement every idea that I learned because that's not going to happen. But here's the other thing I'll say. This year in particular, we need to be better together probably more than any other time in the history of your agency. So there's 17 different topics being presented from stage, but there's also going to be a ton of conversation during the breaks, during the happy hours, during the cocktail hours, all the off hours outside of the ballroom when you hear people talk on stage. And that's when all the current hard market conversations are going to happen. What are you doing right now? And that you're going to pick up as much or maybe more in those conversations than what you even hear on stage. It's just that powerful. So uh, don't discount that part. We get testimonials Every year, all the time, from people saying, Ah, the relationships I built, I've got, I know now I can, I have a person's cell phone number. I can text them with a question outside the group, privately, or just for support or a specific question, whatever it might be. Uh, and you're going to have those types of conversations with people that you're going to become lifelong friends with in the off hours. So that networking part is just as powerful as. All the content that comes from the stage, and I hear that every year. So, anyway, thank you for volunteering, basically, uh, and uh, agreeing to come present. I know people are going to want to hear about your your community presentation because it's if you're looking at community, there is no one better than uh, no one better than Howard and Susan Shaw to do community in their mm-hmm. local community. They are pillars of their community. And they will show you how they have done it. Uh, And Susan will tell you, you know, I'm not going to spill the beans either. So (laughs) just come and listen to Susan and you'll be glad you did. I guarantee you that. Thank you. Yeah. So we're going to wrap this up, Susan. Thank you so much for being on my guest. We appreciate you. I know our listeners are really going to enjoy it. So again, thank you very much. And thank I you. probably won't talk to you or see you again until October. And that's just a okay. little over thank two you. months away. So, yeah.
0: It's not far. It's so no. Much. Thank you
1: it's, so it'll much. We'll be here really before we know it. it.
0: And I, thank you for the opportunity to do this and to be a speaker. I really do appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. This is Captain Dave Jackson coming to you, signing out from sunny. Andersonville, Tennessee. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to Collabcast with IAOA with Captain Dave Jackson. Production and distribution by PodSquad.fm, Riverside.fm, and Spotify for podcasters. Special thanks to Little Dog Social Media, Terry Champion, and all our guests and listeners. If you're an independent insurance agency owner, please subscribe to our podcast weekly. You can also request to join our agency owner exclusive Facebook group, IAOA, or or Insurance Agency Owners Alliance at iaoa.com. Captain Dave Jackson signs out from sunny Hendersonville, Tennessee.